We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. There it is, the familiar welcome that you know and hate. My name is Bart Winkler, and this is the Bart Winkler Show, and I want to start it with some bucks today. The bucks will be taking on a team to be determined as of this taping and as of this posting of this episode, this Friday, April 14th episode, in which it is 414 day. This is a great reason and excuse for Milwaukee to celebrate itself. Uh, this is a reminder to those people in, in different uh, parts of the world, parts of the country. If you're going to do an area code, it's very easy to try to make sure that it can be a month and day so that your city can celebrate just for some reason because it's the area code, 414. I grew up in Fond du Lac as a 414, and I remember the day that they went to 920. Uh, it was a horrific day. It was a tragic day. Um, it kind of robbed us of our identity and and separated us from from everybody in Milwaukee. So uh, happy to be in the four one four, but also uh, I do have a nine two zero area code. Although the only area code that you need to know is four zero two, because that's the one that Google gave me, and I believe it's Omaha, Nebraska, home of Omaha Steaks. 402-915-BART. We've got a lot of Carl's Place voicemails for you. Those will be coming up later on in the show. I was just trying to figure out when in the show I wanted to do everything. And I do want to start with the Bucks. The, the main portion, the meat of this show is going to be my chat with Ty Windish of the Eurostep podcast and everything they do at GSPN. Uh, those guys have now come up with a bunch of different podcasts. Cruising for a Bruising is a good one for the baseball season. They've got different basketball ones. They've got, uh, I think uh, Adam does a movie one. They do uh, a, a Packers one. So they got it all covered. Uh, the GSPN guy is also a part of the Blue Wire Network. And I'm going to try to get more of those guys on. And I'd like to jump on more of theirs as we get uh, into the summer here. So Ty Windish coming up in just a minute. I thought about starting immediately with Ty. But the problem is sometimes when I go to the ads, Ty is one of the guys reading the ads. So I don't have a natural spot in my conversation with Ty to throw an ad because Matt in the Falls, great constructive criticism, told me that when I do interviews, sometimes I don't acknowledge what the person said. So that's where I would have put a commercial. But now I was very cautious. And I, I hope it I hope it 
uh, comes through, but I was very cautious and acknowledging what Ty was saying before I asked him another question. So thank you, Matt, uh, for the constructive criticism. Uh, I never asked, and I don't know why you guys all of a sudden started to give me it, but uh, I will take it in the spirit of we're all just trying to help each other out, and there's nothing wrong with that. With the NBA, the playoffs officially start on Saturday. I was watching one game, and I think it was Kevin Harlan who like couldn't decide whether he was calling the playoffs or not, and I don't blame him. Are these playing games the playoffs? Are they not? They're not. They are the play-in. And I know the NBA likes to present it maybe as everything's the playoffs, but uh, these are the play-in. This is not you're not in the NBA tournament or the NCAA tournament if you get to the uh, first four sort of situation. That you're in the tournament. This you are not. You have to win one of these games tonight to get in. So Chicago and Miami are going to square off this Friday night. Uh, if you are listening on the day of the posting, and I am rooting for Miami only because I don't think they have any interior size that can stop Giannis. Uh, and it will be a four game series, but I think, you know, I don't, I don't really know. And we'll talk to Ty about this, but I mean, which one of these, which one of these teams is more likely to pick off a game from the Bucks? I would probably rather root for that team. Cause then that's another good podcast that I can have in another good live show. And that's what I'm really uh, all about. By the way, there will be a live show Sunday night after game one of Bucks and whoever they play. So make sure I'll have that on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at all of my Bart Winkler locations. Um, the Bulls and the Heat. Yeah, I'm going to root for the Heat only because I don't want to be one of these guys that is going to be ripping on a 14-year-old girl for screaming under the free throw hoop. I don't want to be doing that with DeMar DeRozan's daughter. So I guess I'm rooting for the Heat. Uh, then the Thunder and the T-Wolves. That'll be an interesting game with everything that's going on with Timberwolves. So good Friday night. Nice doubleheader. Uh, watch some games coming up uh, this evening. I've got a busy weekend. I will be, for those of you keeping score, writer than you Friday the 14th. That's CBS Sports Radio's way to celebrate uh, Milwaukee Day by having me on. So I will be on writer than you uh, from 9 to 11 Central on Friday. On the 15th, I'm back in Madison to do PA for Forward Madison. And then on Sunday morning, I will be on CBS Sports Radio again from 9 to 1. So uh, the weekend, I guess that's when I work now. Uh, I celebrated not working on Thursday by taking a four-hour nap. And it was much needed. I've been, I've been working to the bone. Also, I took a walk with my wife around 1230, and I was completely fucking exhausted. It was way too hot. So... Questions I'd like to do for a future day include, when do you turn the air conditioning on in your house? And at what temperature do you keep your house? I believe that thunder's been stolen by another show in town sports-wise, so I will just have to suck it up and wait another day. I also wanted to congratulate the Tampa Bay Rays. The little bit of baseball we'll talk this morning is congratulating the Tampa Bay Rays. They have started 13-0. and Two teams have started 13-0 and post-1900 the 1982 Braves, and the 1987 Brewers. I tell the story. I have a poster from the Journal Sentinel that my parents, along with the Rob Deere Sports Illustrated cover and some baseball cards, framed. It was in our basement forever. And when I was of the age to ask my dad, I said, Dad, 13-0. and 0. And at this time, like I'm, it's instantly I'm learning about the Brewers. I must be four or five. And I'm trying to collect every piece of information. 
uh, it clicks on me that the Brewers are a team. It clicks on me what the World Series is. And I asked my dad, Dad, the 13 and 0 Brewers, they must have been incredible. And he says, They didn't even make the playoffs. And I said, How is that possible? And he said, Because they won 13 games in a row. And then they were really bad for many games in a row as well. The Brewers did finish that season 91 and 71. Good for third place back then. Now it would get you into the playoffs because pretty much everyone gets in. All right, so let's talk some bucks. Take a quick timeout and we'll talk some bucks. Uh, I mentioned Omaha earlier. I do want to mention there was a little bit of confusion with the Omaha steak deal that they have right now uh, because they gave me the wrong copy. So I am going to give you the right copy. And they have a Burger Perfection flight, which Spark Eye so well did a great job of talking about. When you go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BART at checkout, you get an extra $20 off orders of $129 or more plus free shipping. So it is the, that's it. Order today so you can try each pure ground burger. And they capitalize the pure and the ground in the burger, which means you know it's good. Sample all the steak on a bun greatness. We're talking different. That's right. These are burgers with steak. They're made out of steak. I'm reading from the bottom up. The burgers are made out of steak. So it's filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, and sirloin and brisket burgers. They're made out of steak. I did a bad thing in sales. I told you the price first and then told you about the product. Anyway. Uh, here's uh, um, Ty Windish coming up. Jesus, Bart. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk to my guy, Ty Windish. Ty Windish of the Eurostep Pod, the GSPN network of pods, all of them good, each one better than the last. Me, of course, on the Bart Winkler Network, which is this the one show, the Bart Winkler Show. Uh, Buck's getting ready to start. We know Sunday it's going to be a 4.30 tip against, I don't know. I yeah, mean, we don't know that. We will find out. I don't know that it 
matters. I mean, if it if it matters, then the Bucks stink. <laughs> like, if, it ma- if, if we got to be, I mean, I guess like I'd rather play. You know, I don't want to see Chicago because of the stupid fans that come. Oh, sure. I don't want to see the Raptors because of PTSD, but none of them are. None of these teams are good, so I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I, the Raptors thing, there's people who are worried about the Raptors. Here's why I'm not. First and foremost, I follow a decent amount of Raptors fans on Twitter, interacted with them over the years. Obviously, there's been a lot of Bucks raptors stuff to talk about. The number one sentiment I've seen from them is, like, hopefully we don't make it to the playoffs. Hopefully we lose one of these two games, two max that they would play, and our season ends, and we can go get a lottery pick and, and rebuild. So... I just don't think, I mean, the Bucks are the best team in the league. I think we agree that they are favorites to win the championship, or at least should be. Um, it, sh- it, doesn't, it shouldn't matter. It doesn't matter. As you said, if it matters, something went horribly wrong anyway. Um, the injury front for Milwaukee looked dicier like a week ago. I think right now it looks solid. And, you know, if Grayson or Chris misses a little bit of time, Again, it just really shouldn't matter. These teams aren't good, and Milwaukee is very good. So I think it's almost kind of cute. I, I think this may just be like, but Wisconsin sports fans not being used to being the team on the very top, but the, it, the, we don't need to match up prioritize for which team gets out of the play in. I promise it doesn't matter. Well, you brought up Wisconsin sports fans, and just to speak to your fandom, but I feel like um, I don't – I'm having a real problem with Bucks fans. Okay, having, let's, let's get into it. I'm having a real problem with Bucks fans because it's as if two years ago never happened. It's as if we never, like, I remember they were down against the Nets. Uh, what was it? 2-0. And then I tweeted in a drunken rage, don't let the Wisconsin curse get you. And this is before my infamous parade chairs run mm. on Wisconsin Avenue. That was for the Sun Series. But with the Nets, I said, just don't let it get you. Just don't – because my take was in rooting for the Warriors as much as I have with familial ties, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Very honest of you, by the way. Very honest of you. That's commendable. Yeah, thank you. I have watched the playoffs, like, more intently than others. My argument was I'm better at watching the playoffs than you. (laughs) I understand the swings. I understand, you know, you can't get too high. You can't get too low. So when the Bucks were down 2-0, I thought, it's still not over. Let's just let's just relax. Then they win the series, okay? Then they play the Hawks. Then Giannis gets hurt. Panic again. Then he comes back, and they win that series. Then they go down 0-2 against the Suns. Then they come back, and they win that series. We've seen this team on the brink of destruction, and then we've seen them win. But when we approach this playoffs – it's like we still have the monkey on our back of never winning a championship. We just won a championship. They know how to do it. I just wish that we trusted better as Bucks fans that they knew how to do it. Like, they may not win at all. They may not. Yeah, they, yeah. They're the favorites, too. They may not. It may not happen. But all the things that we've worried about in the past, I don't – like, if they lose, it's going to be because someone played basketball better than them. It's not going to be dumb, quirky jinx. It's not going to be something stupid. Let's just watch the basketball and enjoy it. That's where I'm at. I couldn't agree more. This is going to be a fun pod. I can already tell because we're both in the same peg on this one. I, I just feel like <laughs> I can swear on your pod, right? Well, this is the time of the 
when I say fuck yes. Tyler. Okay, or, perfect. I would say fuck no. Or whatever. I, I just, I feel like Bucks fans don't talk their shit enough. Like, we got the best guy. We got the best team. We got the best big three, I think. I mean, you want to look around the league, it's, there's a lot of really great big twos that maybe you would take, but that's up for debate too. I think big three wise, big four wise as well. Like the Bucks have the team, like they have the best team. They have the best player. And I just feel like there's so much, oh man, the Raptors, are they, are we going to, like, yes, they're going to beat the Raptors. Of course they're going to beat the Raptors. They're much better than the Raptors. They're much better than everyone in the league except Boston, I think. And is again, could, could Philly maybe win the series? Theoretically, yes. I don't think that's happening. I certainly don't worry about the 4-5, which again is, oh my God, Cleveland. Like we can analyze the matchup and we will if we get there. Cleveland has to win first. But um, I just think there's too much like, oh my God, it's uh, that, that same like there was this thing this year. I, I, I heard a lot from fans of like, oh, but have the Bucks beaten anyone? Do we know that they can beat great teams? They won the title two years ago. We know they can win four playoff series against Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and the Hawks, but the Jimmy Butler, who people were like, oh, I don't know about the Heat. Like, if this, we saw it. We've seen it. So I, I think it's bizarre. Like, I think the core is better now. I, I mean, Chris's injuries are probably still the biggest deal, but I think they've gotten more used to playing without him, and it looks like he's going to be able to play game one of the playoffs. So I, I think there's way too much worrying about jinxing it or – you know, just listing off all the possible things that could go wrong when they're the best team with the best player. Like, this should be an exciting thing more than a, uh, oh, God, what's going to go wrong this year? Because as you say, I mean, obviously last year didn't go to plan. They pushed Boston to seven games without any Chris. The year before that, they won the title. So I do think there's a little too much. I don't know if it's from the Brewers never doing anything really or the Packers being close and then losing so many times in a row since they won it last time. But it is just, it's not the energy I want to see. I think we need to be a little more excited about this and a little less concerned. Yeah, I don't want nervous energy at Pfizer. I guess if there's any tangible, like, constructive point to fans being better fans instead of just shitting on them. I, I, want, there to, I want people to be like, all right, the Knicks are here. Let's, let's beat them. The Cavs are here. Yeah. Let's, let's beat them. The Celtics are here. You know, let, let's beat them. I want more of that instead of this nervous energy that floats through our state. And I did think when the Bucks won the title, and we've talked about this, but I thought that, you know, they did kind of feel the energy of the other teams. But they won. They won. Yeah. They beat it. So I think we should be in that spot to feel good about it. Now, when things happen, people, I think, automatically assume the worst. Any injury, we assume, oh, he's out. Any yep. injury, we assume, is going to be the worst thing ever. I think one interesting thing that we're going to find out, because they definitely needed maximum Chris the year they won the playoffs yeah. the finals. Then last year, they did not have Chris, and so I think that's a reasonable way they lost against Boston. This year, I wonder, like, what amount of Chris do they need? Because I think they need Chris. I don't think they need 40 minutes of Middleton. I'm going to be interested to see what kind of, like, is it a high-powered 20? Is it a steady 30? I'm interested to see where, like, what what do they need out of Middleton to get over the – you know, the competition. I think they're going to need probably 30 some against Boston, but that's the nice part about being the one seed is that he can kind of build up to that if need be. Um, and I don't think it's about really like saving himself for that, because I do think it seems like with all the Chris stuff this year, it's been like when he's not, when he's not able to get in his rhythm has been the worst. So that's why, you know, I was, I mean, the report from Chris Haynes on, on last Friday was very encouraging that said it was precautionary and 
Chris basically apparently told Chris Haynes he wanted to play the Sunday game against Toronto, it seemed, and Bud was like, yeah, no one's playing that game. Sorry, Bud. But um, that that's an encouraging thing. But I think it's about consistently, like, not ramping down. So he was a limited participant in practice earlier. He's supposed to have full practice, uh, you know, later in the week before that game won. But I'm hoping we can see, like, mid-20s to, you know, maybe high-20s early at least and then be at least low 30s by the start of the Boston series. Because I do think that's the one where you're going to need him the most offensively. Because we know, I mean, the Bucks offense, I think, is better now than it was last year anyway. But Boston gums up the offense sometimes. And Chris's ability to just hit shots in someone's face is going to be really important in that series. And we also know how Chris typically plays against Boston. Obviously, the last Bucks celtics game was a mess. But most of the time, Chris is able to light up the Celtics. So... I think that's going to be the one where you need to see him. I'm hopeful we're still going to get something close, not maximum, Chris, maybe not 40 minutes. But I'm hopeful. I mean, I think it's just important to keep in mind, like, the playoffs is always a different level. And the Bucks and their medical staff are very, very cautious in the regular season. And then Giannis played a series where he said later if he fell the wrong way, his knee was going to, like, explode. Like, <laughs> these guys are going to push themselves differently in the playoffs, and that's just how it is, especially knowing this is a title window. You know, I, I don't think these guys are going to leave, but Chris has a player option this year. Brooke is, hits free agency this year. I don't think this is a last-ride scenario, but I think everyone on the team has to be pretty aware that, you know, there's only going to be so many more runs with this core I think we're going to see guys leave it all out there in, in a very competitive way. And I think Chris is among those players. Do you think with some of that, um, and I, you know, it comes up on my show where we're talking about Middleton and the future and I'm trying to table it all until after yeah. the run, which yeah, yeah. even though I say that I'm now going to talk about it a little <laughs> bit with you. Do you think like how they do in this postseason affects future moves? Like, if they win another with Chris, you know, maybe he's like, all right, I'm going to go like chase one more bag. And I, I don't know. I, we're, I'm going to come back cheaper. Do you yeah. think that the results of the playoffs are going to affect, or how much do you think they'll affect what we see from future moves? I think probably pretty significantly. I mean, given the way everything's played out now so far this year, I am in like Chris probably takes the option mode. I think that is what makes the most sense, right? Like for, for him at this point. And, you know, I don't think the Bucks would not be right now be giving him multiple years of 40 plus million. I think that's what the player option is. I think if he looks good this run though, and they win, I think there's a much better chance that maybe they figure out whether it's him taking or declining that and just figuring out something that works for both sides going forward. And I think, I feel more strongly about that now because we this new CBA that was approved that the details are still coming through. The Bucks' spending ability is going to be limited, not for once by ownership, but and I, I should say they've been great this year. They've done the most this year. Like I think Dragic and Leonard, like are whatever, probably should never play. But that was like a lot of money they spent in tax just to bring those guys in and have more depth. So not this year, in years past, but. Um, it's going to be harder to spend money just based on the CBA when you're above a certain point above the tax. So locking in as many guys as possible right now, I think makes a lot of sense. So I think it's going to depend. I think if he has a hard time staying on the court in the playoffs, then that player option is just going to be what makes the most sense. I would love it though, if there was a way to get a resolution for like the next three years, that's something besides needing to give Chris the full max, depending on how he looks. But I think just availability wise, 
the Bucks have to be a little cautious. But that's difficult to do because it's Chris Middleton. I mean, we saw him hit all the shots when they won a title. It's a very difficult situation. I definitely think, though, the playoff run is going to matter because Chris being able to get through playoff runs is ultimately what matters most for this team. You talked a bit uh, about it a little before with Boston and what they're able to do against Milwaukee. And I think that, you know, the the catchphrase I've been saying is I think there's four or five teams that could pick off Boston in these playoffs. I think Boston is very vulnerable matchup wise to a lot of teams. I think Boston will win and yeah. get to where they need to get to, but they can be, they can be beaten by teams that will not beat the Bucks. That being said, I think Boston's really the only team that can realistically beat the Bucks. What is it uh, besides my take? My take is they're just good at the bullshit points. <laughs> like Al Horford can stink for a month yeah. and then play against the Bucks and have 30 points. I knew you, everybody knew after the Eastern conference finals last year that when uh, the Celtics went to the finals, Grant Williams would stink and Al Horford would stink against golden state. And then they both stunk. Like, what is it? Is it, is it? is it something tangible? Is it a basketball thing I'm not missing? Is it just bad luck? Do they have our number? Why do these guys that are the others or the scrubs, why are they A-listers against my beloved Bucks? Um, I, I think it's really – it's complicated. I mean, I think the biggest part of it is they're really good at stretching out the floor offensively in ways that other teams don't. Like, I think this has been one of my rules for the Bucks for the last couple of years now. If you can't get Brooke out of the paint, either into the perimeter or off the court entirely, it's just really, it's almost impossible to beat the Bucks in a seven-game series, I think. Because we know that's how they built their defense. That's why, despite Giannis and Drew maybe being better individual defenders, Brooke was the DPOI candidate. Because they built their whole defense to channel everything toward Brooke and then stay home on shooters. So they're not giving up threes and Brooke takes away everything at the rim. So I think if Brooke's able to stay back there, it's really hard to beat the Bucks. And Boston makes it difficult because Horford, Grant Williams, I mean, now that Muscala, Blake Griffin, all of their guys space to a certain extent. Robert Williams doesn't. He's a vertical threat. They also play him a little less against the Bucks a lot of the time. But I just think they're built to stretch the floor, move around a lot. They're fast. They shoot. So I think they're built to just kind of stretch the floor out and make the defense get away from the rim. And that's where Milwaukee is least comfortable. It's really a, a wing-heavy series in a way that not many teams are, are going to have. Even like Phoenix is going to have Aiton down there, right, and can't really – credibly go five out, I don't think. I think they're not deep enough. Boston's also very deep. They have guys who can beat you off the dribble. They're good at finding the weak link players on a defense, like we saw with Grayson Allen last year. So I think they're they're just very good at a lot of things, and they're the things that the Bucks can handle, but it's not what they prefer. Like, I think you watch Milwaukee play Philly, and just the way their defense can settle in because they have P.J. out there, they have the other McDaniels who doesn't really shoot, you know, Brooke and Giannis are going to be around the rim. That's just a much better defense to to have for the Bucks than, you know, Giannis in one corner, Brooke kind of dragged up away from the rim, and then those defenders get beat and no one's there to help. So I think it comes down to making uh, Giannis and Brooke kind of stay honest to, to their men and keep them out of that painted area, and that's where Boston has found some success. We'll assume they get through the first round. We'll assume they get through Nick's. Cavs will assume they get through Boston or Philly or whatever. And then we'll look at the, the NBA finals. I'm getting a future tweet here. It says 
Bart, how dare you talk about the finals already before we're even that far to my response would be shut the fuck up. Uh, you root for the Milwaukee Bucks. Start acting like it. Um, I With the West, so my, my thought was it was going to be – my thought was the seating is as irrelevant as ever because yeah. you've had a Lakers team that has completely changed themselves and they have the seventh seed. And I know it was pretty ugly the other night, but they, they have the seventh seed. And, you know, I think they're a favorite against Memphis at last check, or the odds are pretty tight. Um, the Warriors are going to beat the Kings. I'll put my – Yeah. I think I'm feeling good about that. I'd... And then – well, okay. The Kings don't play defense. Everyone's... The Warriors don't win on the road, and the Kings do. The Kings that's win on the road. That's uh, a regular season problem. Well, we'll see. Okay. Show, side bet? Yeah. Okay, whatever that trophy is behind you, that Blue Wire trophy, I want it. No, my Hustle Award? <laughs> or no, it's my uh, my Spirit Award. Yeah, Spirit? How do I get one of those? Uh, we'll talk offline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so no bet. The Suns are the team mm. with Kevin Durant. Yeah. And I think that that's... I don't, I'm very low on the nuggets. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, uh, like embarrassingly low. Like you're embarrassed for me, how much I'd belittle the number one seed in the West. Uh, the Grizzlies, you know, the Kings, I think the Suns, though, if they, they have to get like an above average, not all time, but very good series from KD. I think that he could be the difference in that series. So really the only team I'm only worried about the Celtics right now going into the playoffs. I'm worried about the Celtics maybe taking us seven and winning. And I'm then I'd be then I'd be concerned that the Suns get like a magical KD series and he gets his somewhere else and Chris Paul's the champion, which I want to see less than that I want can to never like happen. Win a Super Bowl. That can it can happen. So with looking at West matchups in the Bucks, uh who do you not fear, but Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the Denver matchup actually. I think it's a weird one for the Bucks. I, I don't think they've had much success containing that team. I think they'd probably end up winning the series just because Denver doesn't have any success containing anyone. And this is one where I'm really glad the Bucks got home court throughout the whole playoffs, not just in the East, because winning in Denver also sucks. Denver sports should be illegal. Like, it's just like Do you totally know that's different. my number one take. It's totally different. It's my, this is I didn't know this was your take. This has been my take. You their baseball stats should be thrown out, and the football guys are like dying on the field. Like this shouldn't be allowed. Guy, I bring I brought this up the the other day on it's CBS, insane. and I've been hammering this for years because there is home court advantage. Like, hey, sometimes you play on the road, or this place is a green monster, or this place is a yeah. little colder. Or you might you might play a game in Miami and yeah they wear the light jerseys you wear the dark so mm-hmm. but they're a mile in the sky it's insane nobody like, else has that sort of advantage no so um yes only, Ty. yes Ty. that's I, I'm big into that baseball I think it's the worst but football it's, it's also in basketball too it's just like it's hard to get used to that conditioning um god what a take it's just it's insane at mexico city if they ever get an nba team it's gonna be the same deal i know they're, they're higher aren't they yeah. are they even higher yeah they might be almost high. yeah i know that it's similar um but that g league team god god rest their souls for anyone who has to go play g league basketball in mexico city i think they have a team now um but i, I just don't love that 200 feet high wow jesus mexico city um you're basically you're basically on the moon yeah. Basically. The ball probably flies the same way, too. 
Yeah, no gravity. Anyway, Mexico it's like the bubble. City. Yeah, the exactly. the the Nuggets. I, I just uh, you know I think the home court the Bucks would win it. I just it's so hard to stop them, and I'm kind of hoping somebody else does it for the Bucks, just because the Suns I think probably probably at their top level are are the the best or like the most talented team at least top end. Like I think their depth is really shaky, but we've seen Milwaukee beat. KD and one star guard before or one and a half star guard before and we've seen Milwaukee beat the Suns before. So I, I think they're they're kind of used to those opponents, I guess, which maybe that's not good, but I just think we've seen that success there enough. And you know, I, I really like their team. I think the Crowder acquisition is really gonna help against teams like that with the the plus wing players. I think same way about Boston. Like I think that he's gonna be a huge deal in those matchups. But the other teams in the West I mean, I, I, we've always wanted the Warriors series. I think Bucks fans in general have thought that would always be just a really fun series. I like the Bucks' chances. Uh, it would. It's just again, I feel like stylistically, it would be a weird one. It would be difficult, but I, I like their chances. I mean, I like all their chances. The rest of the West, I, I would say, I'm not worried about. If the Lakers did somehow pull it off, like I think that's a great matchup for the Bucks. To be honest, like I think they'd do really well there. So. Uh, for the same, like teams that don't space that much from one through five, I just think generally are Milwaukee's going to match up really well. So that's why, like Denver, Denver, their center is you know their point guard, and they're just moving all over the place. It's just harder to cover for versus teams where Brook and Giannis can kind of sit back a little. So yeah, I think Phoenix top end is probably still the scariest, just because Katie and Booker combined is is a hell of a team. But then their three and four, I think, are just good, and everything else, I think, is not good. Denver. I don't think we'll get there and kind of thankfully just because I don't it's just I, I don't know what that would look like we haven't had many good games between those teams so it would be there'd be a real newness to that series man to have someone else say the Denver thing unprompted by me yeah what a what a moment that was yeah, thank me. god the Bucks don't don't four games if I serve would be huge you can't lose a home game if that was the finals I would think what a moment all right I do want to talk about the other thing that I um, have really liked that you you mentioned because I think it I think it res it should resonate with more people where, uh, you know, you guys, the whole crew went down to a bunch of games. I think you did opening day with your guys uh, in Chicago and some of you went to Miller park or what? Uh, yeah. Um, but, but you got to see a bucks game and you got to see Giannis and you guys all got to see that live. And I think that like, we're in a great age of television, HD mm-hmm. fingertips. It is completely different to watch Giannis in person. Yes. Even if you like don't have the best seat in the house, we were a second deck, like like maybe second deck. We were there, not courtside. Seeing like the transition happen, just seeing his pure size, seeing the ability, and I think that if if more people could watch him uh, in person, he would have won five MVPs in a row. He would <laughs> already go down as a top three NBA player of all time. Like he is just so incredible um, that I think that that that. Because I, I felt the same way. I felt like Giannis is the best. I know he's so good. And then you watch him, and you can think that somebody is top notch. And then, like, I, it unlocked. Like every day, I love my son just a little bit more. And I'm like, how did I love him this much more? I I, I thought I loved him the most yesterday. And with Giannis, I'm like, how did I think he's as much better? I thought <laughs> it's the same thing. I get the same feeling watching Giannis as I do seeing my son grow up. 
I, I, I can't even say that that's a ridiculous comp because I was going to say it was like a legitimate religious experience watching Giannis <laughs> against the Sixers. So you've got your son comp. I guess I have God for yeah. the Giannis comp, but it's it's really just like, it's like the energy. And I know I, like they don't win every home game. They win most of them, but they don't win all of them. But watching Giannis in a big game, especially, I mean, I watched him against Orlando too, and that was fun. Like just dunking all over the magic. That's fun. That's, that's nothing wrong with that. But the energy of a big game, and I think every playoff game should or will be like this. And just seeing like the way he takes over, the way the word, like, it's like the Shaq thing. It just dominates. Like whatever, most valuable, whatever. He is the most dominant player in the league, and it's not close. And watching it live, there's so much energy. You know, Drew and Chris hitting shots. Obviously, everything Bobby does, I mean, it's just that place goes crazy. I mean, I was hoarse just from the Bobby chants, much less everything else. You know, yelling about Giannis. It was a lot of loud let's goes. We had the whole GSPN crew, so the host of all of our pods with the Bucks game. And a lot of us went to Wrigley for a game. Only one went to opening day, so we needed mo- more of us there to win. Um, but those were the ones that, that a lot of us went to. And it was great. I mean, watching the Brewers was great in Wrigley. I haven't gotten down to AmFam yet this year. Hoping to soon, because they've been a lot of fun too. But something about a basketball star taking over the game. And I think more so, that that's the thing where we're really lucky. And it's not just that he's that great, but Giannis is that great. Also, like, he just had another interview this month where he said he wants to play in Milwaukee as long as they'll have him. Like, he's our guy. There's never been any reason to, you know, no scandal, no bad look for Giannis, really, ever. He's just uh, always yeah, he been moved, our he guy. Moved, he moved a ladder. Oh, he did move the ladder. You're right. I forgot. Um, let's just cancel the Let's just go home and, you know, we'll, we'll watch something else. Which no, was but totally a Philly guy being like, yeah, I'm going to get this. Yeah, that's my Philly accent. Like, we know what it was. It was a Philly oh, guy yeah. trying to have a moment. Uh, the fact, I mean, every all the media outlets had to run with that because that's the best anti Giannis stuff you can get. Like, there's just nothing. Oh, it was a Friday night, dude. I was trying to go to bed, and then it was like <laughs> everyone was, everyone had their tweets ready for years. Oh, yeah, exactly. Fake humble in the draft. Yep. Fake humble. Smoothie, Oreo. Yep, run and dunk, man. All of it. Yeah. Um, but it's just the best and, and watching him play in a big game. Like if you can get out to a playoff game and they're expensive this year, but, uh, it's going to be worth it to watch Giannis and the Bucks. Cause also this Bucks team, I think probably the best Milwaukee Bucks team ever top to bottom. So getting to watch a team like this particular team play is a big deal. I think it's, it's, you know, I hope they win it all. Even if they don't, I think this should be a team we remember cause they are great top to bottom deep. Great everything. Let me ask you this one. Uh, Paul Himmig comes on my show once a week, and he has this question, and we all, everybody that was on the panel said the same thing. For this Bucks playoff run, if you had three options, and they, you were you didn't have to pay for this, you could either sit like nosebleed at Pfizer for every home game. You could sit middle deck for about half of them, or you get one game courtside. What would you choose? For the playoffs? Yeah. Mm. Do I know – do I get to pick the games for the, the two options, or is it, like, random? They're good games. Maybe it's a uh, Eastern Conference Finals courtside. <sighs> uh, so I'm not going to factor travel for me because I'm based in Oshkosh. I think that, that could swing it. I'm not going to factor that just for viewing experience. Yeah, like I, you get I would say. Uh, yeah, I would say every game nosebleeds. 
Really? I've always wanted to sit courtside. I really have. But getting to watch the whole like the whole Eastern Conference and Finals and hopefully hopefully both to both of those. I, I won't jinx it that hard. But getting to watch potentially all of those games in person, I think would be a different level. I took courtside one game. I've always wanted to do it. Cause I, I my thought was I did not attend and I had media options and I, you know, could have paid up maybe for a ticket. But when they went to the when they won the finals, I didn't go to one game. Yeah. I did go to the Deer District though multiple times. Yeah. And I was out there for the game six. So that I don't feel like I missed out not being in the building. But if I was in the building, I'd probably say, Oh, you missed out if you right. But then I would say, I don't know, man, you missed out not being in the Deer District. Like that was pretty great. So I just wanted to because we we wanted to find somebody that didn't have the same courtside answer and I thought I'd ask you, and you gave it to us. Yeah. I, I think I also take it seriously to cheer pretty loud when I'm in attendance because I feel like sometimes Fiserv gets the rep of not being loud enough. Well, and nobody I, I will put their loud. shirts on. That's uh, No one puts their shirts on. I'll That's put the shirt on too. So I feel like I really – I want to go – I want to be a role player in the crowd, and I think I, I would like to do that for all the games and really just try and get, get loud and, and get pumped. And Yeah, I, I'm in a quandary on going to the playoff games because I've only been to one. And they lost. It was game one Atlanta. So everyone tells me I can't go back. So if anything, if I went this year, I would. it would have to be first round, maybe second round, but probably first round is like a trial. And if they lose again, I can't. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to a conference finals or finals game unless I had a successful test. Like I wouldn't do that to the, to the team. I also have a tendency in the playoffs to end up watching the second half with my shirt off. Yeah. So I probably shouldn't go to too many games. <laughs> You would you would be uh, you'd only have the the given shirt on for the first half, which it probably <laughs> may, means more. I think. Yeah, I would think that uh, that would be great courtside. Your courtside game would be you'd you'd be very memed though. You'd be famous. Oh, more I famous. would be more very, famous. very quickly. <laughs> Ty, always good to catch up with you. Check everything out. Uh, Ty does. He is at Ty Windish. He's the Eurostep podcast, the GSPN crew, a BJ in the Bear Hall of Famer emeritus. Hey, how about that? That's I um, like that one. Yeah. Well, I miss, you know, BJ's a good guy. Oh, yeah. And and the bear, of course. Yeah, the polar bear. Um, Ty, thank you. And uh, Bucks and Six. Bucks and Six always. It's for the culture. And that interview with Ty, if you'd like to see our beautiful faces, is also on our YouTube channel. Thanks to Dan Shaney and Dan Shaney Insurance. You can check him out, danshaney.com, S-C-H-A-N-I.com. Uh, the number's right on there. I'll throw it at you real fast. Uh, actually, I'll go slow. 414-732-2542. So home, business, work, if you need help with your insurance, and if you're paying uh, rates that are just too high, Dan's going to help you out. He does it all independently, and he is providing the uh, sponsorship of our YouTube stream. So able to do that a little bit more. Uh, I do want to thank everybody that has come on to be sponsors because the main thing that I'm trying to get right now is to help the podcast grow. You guys have made it easier to publish uh, the StreamYard. I have to subscribe to that. Uh, the editing I'm subscribing for. And the next step will be equipment so that we can try to do live shows where people can hear us. Uh, it's going to be that time soon. So I'm working on that right now. Happy Place Hemp, you guys know about them. I'll tell you about them. They've never given me new copy because that deal was good from day one. 25% off everything that they have. 
Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART once again. B-A-R-T, get you 25% off. You can also check them out at uh, their location. College Court in Muskego is where you can check them out. So they've got the Delta 8s, the Delta 9s. They've got different tinctures. They've got different cartridges. They've got different gummies. They've got the sampler packs, which are real, real uh, nice to see. Because if you're just like wanting to sample something, uh, let's see here. Let's see you want to sample the CBD and CBN. Those are the ones that help me go to bed. I'm just going to go and add them to cart. And uh, you can get a sample for 10 bucks. And then you go to the promo code and you type in BART and it's 25% off. And you're like, oh, these have worked. I like these. Now that I know I'm ready to maybe buy more. Oh, I already used the promo code. Use it again. BART is the promo code. Happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART. Some of these different gummies uh, you can get with the THC, without the THC, whatever you need. They will help you out again at happyplacehemp.com. Chris and Rob doing a wonderful job over there as always. All right, let's rip out some voicemails. I got a lot of interesting ones. I did ask Ty that question that Paul Grant and I talked about the other day regarding where would you prefer to sit? Paul asked if you were given the choice in these playoffs of sitting courtside once or sitting maybe half the games in decent seats or going to every game, where would you prefer to sit? Uh, well, Matt in the Falls, I guess some more constructive criticism because uh, we want more details to the question. I mean, okay. Hey, Bart, it's me. Um, listening to today's episode, um, listening to you Looney Tunes talk about the uh, Bucks playoff ticket, you know, game attendance question, and um, all all just called for voicemails. He said, "I'd like to hear, you know, someone who wouldn't take the one game." And I had to had to stop what I was doing and immediately pick up the phone because um, I don't I don't see how you could take the one game. First of all, you haven't specified like which round it's in, so you're telling me like you would take a courtside seat against you know in our in our first round game, in our first round series, like game game two of round one. If if that your um if that's your your playoff courtside experience you would take that over being there for half the games or every game like you got to be there for the finals I, I mean you guys didn't specify this unless i missed it um you didn't say a finals game you said playoff as far as i have heard so far um i think you you have to go the middle game or the middle route at least if you want to be there for half the final games you know you're going to be there for at least one finals game if you're you know, I'll let you guys do the math there, but I just don't see how you take the one, especially, I mean, is this randomly selected? Do you get to pick your game? Like, this is, um, you, I'm a little befuddled, so I think, I think you guys need to explain yourselves more because, well, you guys did explain yourselves a lot, but um, no, I just, I disagree strongly, and that's what I got. See, I'm a little befuddled too, Matt, because um, I do like my brain's befuddled because on one hand, I appreciate wanting to answer the question the best way possible. Like, what game would it be? I mean, if it's a, on the other hand, I don't want to hold your hand through answering the question. 
sorry. But I don't. I don't know. Just say, like, well, if it was a early game, I guess I wouldn't. But if it's a final game, I guess I would. Yeah, you, you answer. Whatever. This isn't a quiz. It's just a topic. I would, if I got courtside seats right now for Sunday's game, that's, I would take it. I would go. I would go. I would just take it. I've never said courtside. I think that would be cool. And if they said the game was Sunday's, I'd take it. Why not? It'd be fun. I don't have the itch to get to a finals game. I, I'm surprised I don't, actually. Because if the Brewers ever have a World Series game, I'm going to trip hand over foot to go to that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why I didn't feel that way with the finals. I really wanted to be in the Deer District. And, and that's got to be my answer because the Brewers don't have anything similar to that. I don't, I would not play it different. Um, I would always choose the deer district. I, and I don't know what, I mean, being in the finals must've been amazing, but being in the deer district was just incredible. Now I also had uh, a setup with Rami at a bar where I had a table and was behind a fence and was getting, so, you know, if I was just, but still, when you see that shot, when they show that shot before game six and you, it's all, it's so worth it, but I had a nice arrangement. So maybe that is why, uh, but I would, I mean, at some point now, if the bucks play the warriors in the finals and I can get a little, uh, grease myself a ticket there. Well then, well then, I mean, you got your aunt, everyone outside, you can uh, look down at you from the paddle club up there is what I'll do. Absolutely. Uh, I got another voicemail here. I did talk a little bit of Packers and I did tweet on uh, Thursday morning that I'm just, I'm no longer bothered by the Rogers stuff. Jets fans has been a topic of conversation and Mike Greenberg's out there talking cause he's a big Jets fan and they want Rogers so bad. And now there's reports that maybe the Packers do wait till May, which I've been saying all along. They should uh, wait through the draft. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. It's over. Rogers is gone. He's not our quarterback anymore. Now I got, I get that he's not gone, but he's not our quarterback anymore. He's not, he's not my problem. This is not my problem. The jets they're The problem is how did the jets get him? Uh, what, what's the problem for the Packers? How awkward it's going to be for Rogers to come here and, uh, and have to be the backup. Who's that awkward for? It's not awkward for me. It's not awkward for Goody. I don't think it's going to be awkward for love. He's going to be like, beat me out then, bitch. Nah, he won't say that. I'll say it for him. So I say, you know, and then and then Jets fans and some Packer fans say, no, you're you're grossly mistaken, wink. Uh, you, you will, it will be. And it's not. I'm done. Nothing. He can't hurt me no more. You always say, where, where on your body did he hurt you, Bart? It don't matter. Them bruises faded away. And I got skin like Luke Cage. You can make me bomb my own bar. And I'm coming out stronger than ever. All right. Hot take Jake. What's up, Mr. Bort? Mm-hmm. First things first, uh, this is your boy Hot Take Jake, the people's champ returning. It's been a minute for me. And uh, I heard a lot of calls last week where... People were calling me out, and look, look, I understand people. You miss me when I'm gone because, again, I'm that hard truth. You don't want to hear, but you need it. But you need me. That's why I had to come back today. Uh, I wanted to say, man, Tim Shea, you sold out, brother. Just kidding. Very, very happy for you, Tim. You deserve it. Um, I, I still don't understand how you don't make enough money in that side gig, you know, ripping out songs with Jack Black, but that is neither here nor there. 
Anyways, this Aaron Rodgers shit is hilarious to me. I'm listening to Greenberg in a little clip on the McAfee show, and it's just so funny that they talk about this Jets team and this, this Jets front office like they're some juggernaut and not the perennial losers that they are. It's simple for me with the Packers here. All you have to do to solve this problem, like you've already tried to do the right thing, now open up the bidding, okay? Because here's the hard truth. Aaron Rodgers, despite all of his, you know, intricacies and his, you know, he, what, what's the old phrase? He's an interesting fella or whatever the hell uh, Murphy called him. He's going to play next year. He is going to play. He's not walking away from that paycheck. All you have to do is just say, okay, we're not dealing with you Jets. We're opening up the phone lines. He's still a good quarterback. There's not many good quarterbacks in the league. Open up the phone lines, and it's done. Take the best offer you get. You tried to do the right thing. It didn't work out because you're dealing with a piss-poor organization, a Bush League organization. And honestly, at this point, I'm kind of with the Packers if they really are just feeling petty right now and, you know, just saying, you know what, you're not getting them. I'm at that point, too, because you can't act like you're, again, the, the you're just entitled to Aaron Rodgers. you got to pony up. And in, in the end, I think the Jets will pony up because – you got a guy in their GM and their head coach that if they don't do something this year, they're probably gone. So just wait it on out. Do what you're doing, Gouda Koontz. You're a god. I love you. I love you too, Bart. Hopefully catch up soon. I am retired from uh, – and thank you, Jake. I am retired from ripping on Roger's personality, which doesn't excuse me to uh, – it still allows me to say this point about the situation. Uh, I, I feel, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to plow ahead and do it anyway. We've always talked for years about how Rodgers is calculated. Remember remember that? It was Rodgers is like the most calculated guy with how he speaks. He is thoughtful to the way he says his words. But that doesn't mean, when you say calculated, it makes you think that he's like two, three steps ahead of everybody. And if the reports are true that the Packers and Jets may have had a deal, and then Rodgers said I was 90% retired, and then the Jets were worried that he was going to retire after this year and wanted more assurances or wanted to lower the trade. Uh, that's not that calculated. Unless you were trying to screw the Packers, which is still dumb because you're going to have to come here and be the backup, and it's embarrassing. The Packers are starting Jordan Love week one. Uh, barring The only way is if they don't trade him and then Love gets hurt somehow, and then they're like, ah, shit. That's the only way. And I don't even think they will. I like, I think they are done. They have moved on. They have moved on. Jordan Love is the quarterback. That's the era we are in. That's the era we are in. And we have to uh, either hate it or love it. The underdog's on top. These voicemails are brought to you by Carl's Place, 402 915 BART. And Carl, you can check out everything at his place at carlofet.com backslash Bart. The link that will take you there. You can also find that bartwinklershow.com different accessories and well, they got the accessories, but they got the golf simulator of itself. You can put some together. You can, uh, their sizes, you can just, you know, order as is, but it's also really cool to find out some of the technology they got with it. Because I think, you know, you can, if you, if, Hey, if you want to go in your basement and just set up a tee and hack balls into a wall, I mean, I think that's stupid, but the coolest thing I think for me and Toby, when we went out there is, all the different like technology they can set up the little cameras and you can see your swing and where the on the club the ball's hitting so it's really uh great stuff gonna try to get out there again 
relatively soon. Okay, uh, Grant Bills is a – I mean, he's on my website, but he called in for a voicemail. Hey, Bart. I uh, just heard you in passing on your Thursday show mention that you're not sure that you like David Bakhtiari. And I wanted to call in and just leave a quick voicemail because I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to talk to you about it. I don't think that it's David Bakhtiari personally. I I was annoyed by him on the podcast as well, but I think that I'm just annoyed by all of the Packers players over the last decade because they came up short so many times. You know what I mean? Like 2014, and then they made a couple more NFC Championship games, and they just found so many ways to mess it up and blow it over the last 10 years. And I'm not really interested in now hearing all of those guys go on podcasts and speak about the last 10 years as if the Packers front office messed up or didn't give them a chance. Oh, we had such a great offensive line room, and, and then they blow it up. Well, they kind of blew it up because you guys weren't winning championships or getting the Super Bowls. So I don't think it's David Bakhtiari personally. I, I just think that all of these Packers that have came and went over the last 10 years, I think I'm just going to be annoyed by it because they came up short. And it's not personal to Bakhtiari. I just think that's how I feel. So if you're annoyed by Bakhtiari, maybe that's why. Have a great Friday show and a great weekend, Bart. We'll talk soon. Yeah, a lot of these Packers come out and say how much, you know, how terrible it was to be a Packer after the fact. Because they all get broken up with. That's the thing. And that's what Rodgers was trying to stop. But it's not like the Packers were cut. See, when is the, when have the Packers cut a guy and then he's gone out and prospered? I mean, how often does that happen? Like Dean Lowry's talking shit because now, oh, the Packers. Well, now you're in Minnesota. It will never hear from you again. You stink. The Sean O'Connell with a voicemail. All right. Good morning, Bart. I'm listening to the most recent pod, and I'm about 10 minutes in, and it's the constructive criticism segment is going full tilt. I can only assume the next hour is pretty much uh, more of the same constructive criticism via voicemail. So I thought I'd throw my two cents in. And as myself, Sean O'Connell, the only criticism I have is that you simply must check the junk folder or adjust your filter settings for your Gmail account because Mark's email has been not been responded to or read aloud on the show, so he is taken to CCing me on them because it turns out producer Todd with three Ds shared the Sean O'Connell fucks at Gmail email, email address that I have with Mark before Todd did shuffle loose his moral coil. So if I could read Mark's most recent email, he says, hey, Bart, why do you say weird so much on your national broadcast? If all these things are so weird, then what is normal? In my experience as Mark, a non-weird listener of sports radio, there have always been larger-than-life athletes that have had personality traits and pocadillos that sports writers like George Plimpton, Norman Mailer, and Hunter S. Thompson have written books about. Nowadays, anyone can access those types of stories with a Twitter account instead of needing a library card and a quiet place to read. I guess what I'm saying is, is it's always been like this. We just didn't know it. Thanks, Mark. Mark. Oh, and one more part. There's another one from Mark that came into my inbox that I think you should hear. And it's dated August 16th, 2022. Dear Bart, congratulations on successfully writing out this COVID pandemic and wresting control from the powers 
that be at 12.50 a.m. the fan and putting your personal signature on the 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. time slot. Having your own a.m. sports talk radio show is something that can never be taken from you. I mean, only an idiot would change a format that has worked so well up until this point. Shows no signs of slowing down. Thanks, Mark. So there is that email. So uh, I'll listen to the rest of the podcast. I can only assume it's more constructive criticism. Have a great day. Love you, pal. And rest in peace, Todd, the producer. Yeah, he's mentioning a couple of guys. Uh, Mark used to email in quite a bit. Uh, I will have to check my junk mail. I'm glad. Sean is getting those. Producer Todd with three Ds did die. Uh, he slipped on ice and he uh, shattered his skull. Uh, I still have a little bit of his brain in my uh, in my downstairs. So uh, I do have actually a real email. Not that I've never had fake emails, but Minaj emailed me. And you can email me. My email is uh, WinklerBart at Gmail. Well, I mean... My phone number's out there. Who cares? Email me. Email me thoughts on the show. Another thing I can get sponsored. For right now, it's emails are brought to you by Sun Ant Interactive. How about that, guys? Sun, there you go. Emails are brought to you by Sun Ant Interactive. They did my website, bartwinkler.com. Uh, but also go to bartwinklershow.com because that's the real one. He says, hey, Bart, this is real. Possible show idea in the spirit of the draft coming up. Draft a new Milwaukee radio station from current former personalities. Hell, pick three people and redraft the stations. Wow. That would be interesting. You know what would be interesting? If, like, I was the representative. So let's say let's say there was a complete radio redraft, but the representatives were, like, a guy like me, who was from the 1250 empire that fell uh someone from the game and someone from espn these are the milwaukee stations and you could have a representative for each i'm almost 100 percent sure that uh, i would get all the 1250 guys i'm 100 percent. i'm almost 100 percent sure like i wouldn't have to be like oh i want a pro football hall of famer on my team i'll take Leroy, or i want to be like oh I, want, I need sparky i'll take him um because i do think what happened is when at a level much higher than anything that happens in this city, it was decided to basically throw our station in the thin air. The other stations looked and said, well, that's all the proof we need. Talking sports in Milwaukee is bad. Okay. Well, if that's true, why did I just crank out? And let me verify this. Why did I just crank out? Episode 150 of this podcast that you're listening to. Yeah. Editor's note, it's actually 148, but 150 sounded cooler. 150 shows, guys. We did it. Look at where we're at, baby. 150. Here's to 50 more. Editor's note, that would put Bart up to 198. Yeah, baby, we did it. Live show on Sunday night. We're talking bucks and whoever. It doesn't matter. I love each and every one of you as if you were my own flesh and blood. That's my new sign off. Little extreme. Oh, well.